Hello and welcome back to White Hot Glory, the podcast where you can come to learn how to be white hot for God's glory in these cold, dark end days. Now, these end days that we are in today, so very clearly, are only cold and dark for those who do not know Jesus Christ and who do not have faith in him. Today we are going to look at uh, a few prophets of God and when it comes to prophecy I'm always a little bit wary because it just seems so far out. However, um, I have the gift of prophecy myself. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And we're going to be looking into Kenneth E. Hagen, H-A-G-I-N. He had a prophecy recorded in 1963. And this message that he had gotten from God was that a communist-inspired hatred among races shall cause greater turmoil. And so we're going to listen to that in just a few moments. We're also going to go over Pastor Kim Clement. And this is a male, a male named Kim. He's from Africa. And back in 2007, he predicted that Donald Trump would become president of the United States. He actually claims that Donald Trump will win two two terms in office and that he will be cleaning house in the White House. Um, And then Dana Coverstone. Now, Kim Clement and Kenneth Hagen are no longer with us on this earth. However, Dana Coverstone is, and I know that his dreams, he does not have prophecy. He has dreams, but they could be prophetic, and I want to say could be. He did predict the coin shortage, and he did predict the pandemic. So, I'm not saying that that Dana Coverstone is the end-all be-all. However, I do have the gift of discernment, and I do see that he is um, a humble man, and I do not see any deceit in him whatsoever. I, I hope that Dana Coverstone is wrong. However, I know that the Lord works so many things together at the same time, so even though Dana Coverstone's dreams seem daunting and um, frightening. At the same time, the Lord works amazing things out of the darkness, and my, my life is a good indication of that. I had a horrible messed up life just about four years ago, and today here I am on a podcast talking to you guys about the prophecy of God and how he forgives and how he loves and how he changes. So even though some of these prophecies might sound bleak, um, do not be afraid because fear is not of the Lord. The Lord always pulls such amazing good out of what looks like just a hopeless situation. So let me go to 1 Corinthians 13, 2. This verse says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. So love trumps prophecy. And it does say in the Bible that we are to pray for the gift of prophecy. It, it, it is a gift that you are able to pray for. So when we come back, first we'll examine the uh, Kenneth Hagen prophecy from 1963. I'll let you listen to that clip. Um, It's very interesting because it ties in with something that Dana Coverstone says later. and, And I'll expound on that in a little bit. So come back and we will get right into it. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me again. God bless you. Before me, 
nation, all of the states of the continental United States. And as I looked, he said, Behold, son, and I shall show you that which shall come to pass, and that which the eyes of many shall see, and they shall remember that their ears heard, that it shall come to pass. For there came a dark hand up out of the ocean, from the east, even the Atlantic Ocean. It came up out of the sea as a hand, and as it rose up into the air, it became a dark cloud. And it filled the whole atmosphere, and yea, it swept in the like a storm. And I said, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, what's the and he spake unto me and said, Son, that is the darkness of atheistic communism that is sweeping across the nation. Even in the minds of men in high places and politicians with great power. And this nation shall not grow more strong and ye shall never have more liberty than you have now but liberties that you've known, as you have seen, seen them see, shall be seized, and shall be taken from you. And I looked again, and I could see upon the mouth a blot, as though a bottle of ink had been spilled, and it spread out over several states in the south and east. And I looked and I could see spots, splotched all over the map. And I said, Lord, what meaneth this? And he said, communistic inspired hatred among races shall cause greater turmoil than your nation has seen heretofore. Yea, it is not the will of God, but men's hearts are perverse. They walk without the love of God and seek to have their own way. And so it shall be worse than you have seen. And I said, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, is there a remedy? Is there a remedy? What shall the answer be? And he said, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceived and being deceived. And then I said, Oh Lord, do we have nothing to look forward to in the future except the darkness, the blackness, war, destruction, evil? Then he said, Son of man, forget not your text, for you look at the things not and so then I looked into the spirit realm, and I saw falling upon that mountain a ball of fire from heaven. The closer to the earth, the bigger it got. And then when it came to the earth, it divided into small balls or sparks of fire and fell upon men. And I saw an army of men rise up. And it seemed as though their hands were fire. And they sat upon their heads a tongue of fire. When I first saw it, I thought their whole head was a head of fire like their hands. But it was a tongue of fire. Tongues of fire leaping. And I said, what need of this? And he said, before the worst of the and the day of darkness is come. There shall those who will go who shall carry the fullness of my truth and the fire. Not only to the states of this nation, but to many other places. For there is a work that must be done first spiritually before the Lord will come. Now prepare ye your hearts, for the time is at hand, and the beginning is now. And ye shall see, and ye shall know, for the hand of the Lord is upon you, and many of you to be used in these last days, and the work shall progress.
So again, that was 1963, Kenneth E. Hagin's Prophecy. Now, I'm not a big fan of the uh, dramatic music in the background on that that video, and I, I'm not a big fan of the... Um, the preaching and the prophets that get all theatrical with everything because I just feel like it's so over the top and unnecessary but that is my personal preference um I don't know I guess in when I was in my sinful days I was so dramatic about everything and it just it drives me crazy when people are really dramatic now so anyway what I wanted to point out in Kenneth Hagin's prophecy was the dark hand that rises out of the east and it is a communistic movement um i think it's pretty much well-known fact now that the black lives matter founders are self-professed marxist trained marxists when we all know that marxism is a communistic movement and the dark hand spreads out across the land and we can see here modern day today is september 15th 2020 that this movement has caught on and caused destruction and death and um division and turmoil and uh it's everywhere it's everywhere there are people just rising up against each other and it's it's just hate and and ugliness and darkness and the other thing that Kenneth said that I thought that was very interesting was that you know there's there the Lord didn't tell him that there was a remedy and that all of the liberties that he would have as we would have as a nation was in 1963 and I don't want to get all conspiracy theorists on you but in 1963, the internet was not a thing. There were not cameras everywhere. We all did not have our personal phones, and um, there was it was not easy to to keep an eye on each individual as a nation back then. Now, our liberties are slowly being infringed upon. We know that there is there is spyware in apps. There is. Um, I mean, you know, if you're if you're talking about something and then suddenly it comes up on your your feed um, as an ad, it's it's because there are keywords that are put into a system and it caters to what you've been speaking of. Your ads will pop up. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the government spies on us individually at all because they just don't have the time or the energy or the money for that. But it is it is possible. These things are in place. And um, our liberties are slowly being taken. Our rights are slowly being taken. And I believe that our rights will be taken in the name of, quote-unquote, general public health. I don't want to get into that right now. However, um, all the liberties that we had as a nation in 1963 were at the pinnacle. It was the mountaintop and they have slowly been waning down, down, down as these last couple decades have come about. Now, it, it doesn't look good from this ink blot liberty removal vision that um, the Lord had given Kenneth Hagen. I don't know if it's Hagen or Hagen, please excuse me. But as we know, as Bible-believing Christians, Revelation has, the world has to get very, very dark, very, very bleak, very, very um, stripped down in order for all of humanity to go and bow to the Antichrist. So, of course, we must uh, regress slowly as a nation, as humans, as um, with our resources, our rights, our money. It all has to come to a head. And I believe it all began back in the 60s. It, there's, a, there's a 
video from a KGB defector. I cannot remember his name. I'll have to look that up. But he talks about how when he landed in the U.S. in the 70s, they had a plan, and by they I mean the Russians, had a plan to cause uh, moral decay in our society by infiltrating our colleges and our media in order to be able to take us over in the future. And I know that that sounds sci-fi, but if you think about it, and I've been saying this for years, if you think about it, while Americans have been growing fat lazy, medicated, undisciplined. China and Russia, which are communist nations, have been quiet. They've been disciplined. They have been growing their armies and just waiting and biding their time. For the last 30, 40, 50 years, while Americans have just been lulled into a sense of false security, I'm sure that the U.S., that Russia and China have been building up their armies. I mean, look, China, China only allowed people to have boys for how many years? And so, if I were China or if I were Russia, I would have been using all this time to prepare to take over in some way, shape, or form because, I mean, gosh, if we went to -to hand-to-hand combat with Russia or China, I don't think the average person would stand a a minute chance. And also, in Revelation, the United States is not mentioned. So there is a good possibility that the United States will no longer be in the near future. And I don't know if it will be five years from now. I mean, shoot, with the way 2020 has been going, it could be this year. I hope not. Um, and Dana Coverstone covers in one of his dreams that he sees Chinese soldiers and UN help on U.S. soil. So all of these things can go hand in hand, and I'm not saying this to scare you, I'm just saying that in the United States we've had a very, very false sense of security, and we are not prepared for anything on our home front. I mean, I was watching a a video that my friend posted on Facebook of a Chinese kindergarten class, and it's a class of about 30 or 40 kids, And they each have two bouncy balls in their hands. And in unison, they bounce the balls twice and then step into the next person's face and just keep that bounce going until they can completely go around the entire circle. And not one of those kids messed up the formation. Not one of those kids dropped the ball. Not one of those kids... um, stepped out of time not one of those kids whined and said I don't want to do this I mean these kids just stood up and did what they were trained to do and I'm thinking about a kindergarten class of 40 in the United States trying to pull something like that off are you kidding me (laughs) oh my gosh there's no way our our children have not been disciplined they don't know respect they they are not taught to do. I, I feel like a kindergartner these days would be like, I don't want to do that, or I'm afraid of blue balls, and the teacher would be like, oh, okay, well, you can sit this one out. Well, if we're raising our kids to be afraid of everything, and we're just not helping them to learn how to do things that are making them uncomfortable, this is why we are in the state that we are. This is why our children are disrespectful and and not able to function in today's world. So, um, meanwhile, in China, in Russia, they're, they're very disciplined and they're very different than we are here. 
and, and I'm sure they just laugh at us. And I used to be an unfunctioning person because I didn't want to do things that made me uncomfortable and that taught me discipline. And I am so grateful that that is not my life anymore. I have learned discipline and I have learned how to work through the things that used to make me uncomfortable. And that is why today I can sit here and speak to you and not be on medication and not be afraid to go outside and and have a good quality of life. So next we will look at Pastor Kim Clement. Um, he is also no longer with us on this earth, but in tw- 2007, Pastor Cl- Kim Clement says, I will raise up the trump to be a trumpet and Bill Gates to open up the gate of a financial realm for the church, says the Lord. It shall come to pass that the man I place in the highest office shall go in whispering my name. But God said when he enters into the office, he will be shouting out by the power of the Spirit, for I shall fill him with my Spirit when he goes into the office, and there will be a praying man in the highest seat of the land. Now, What President Trump does is not easy by any means, and I understand that a lot of people have issues with him because he is crude, and he is rude, and he is, um, he is not perfect. And just a few years ago, I was voting liberal, and I never thought the day, I'd see the day that I would actually want Trump in office over any other candidate. (laughs) However, um... And you know what? The, the Lord says that you know a tree by its fruit. And when I, when Trump first took office, I was just rolling my eyes thinking, I see no fruit in this man. He says Jesus and he, he'll hold a Bible for photo ops. But what is he really doing for God? And over this last year especially, I have seen that he's changing He's changing right before our eyes. And he is... I I understand that he is not well-spoken and that he is uh, not one to finesse. But look at where the politicians who are well-spoken and finesse and just lie and make things sound good. Look where that has gotten us as a nation. Anyway, so let's go to Kim Clement's prophecy, and I will gear that up for you. Let me just clip this so that you guys can go back and and listen to this by itself. So give me one moment. Okay, here is Kim Clement, K-I-M. C-L-E-M-E-N-T. And this is a prophecy from 2007. This that shall take place shall be the most unusual thing. A transfiguration. A going into the marketplace, if you wish. Into the news media. Where Time Magazine will have no choice. But just say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. The View, what I want to say. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. Trump shall become a trumpet. I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet. And Bill Gates to open up the gate of the financial realm for the church, says the Lord. And I will not forget 9-11. I will not forget what took place that day. And I will not forget the gatekeeper that watched over New York, who will once again stand and watch over this nation says the Spirit of God, it shall come to pass that the man that I place in the highest office shall go in whispering my name. But God said when he enters into the office, he will be shouting out by the power of the 
Again, that was Kim Clement, and that was his prophecy in 2007 that Trump would take two terms in office. Now, he says very clearly that Trump is not a praying man when he goes in, but that while he is in office, that the Lord will baptize him with his Holy Spirit and that he will be a praying man when he ends. Um... Now, to lead in to Dana Coverstone, Dana Coverstone has come up very recently um, with his prophetic dreams, and he's been saying that since he has been speaking out about what what has been happening in his dreams, that he has just his life has changed and not not necessarily for the better. It's it's a very uncomfortable thing to speak out what the Lord shows you. So, um, now Dana Coverstone says in his latest dream that there are, that he sees President Trump and that there are three shots fired at him. So, is he prophesying that there will be three assassination attempts on President Trump? I don't, I don't know. That is, um, I guess it's something we'll just have to see. We'll have to wait and see. And that's the thing about prophecy is, you know, Kenneth Hagin prophesied our nation's 
state right now in 2020. So, I mean, he, and he passed before he would come to see this pass. And <sighs> prophecy, some of the things that the Lord has shown me don't come to pass until years later. And some things come to pass months later. So, prophecy is such a, a tricky thing. And you never know what's going to happen until it happens. Um, prophecy is an amazing gift. I really encourage you guys all to pray for it. Now, some things can be misinterpreted. Some things can be misconstrued. I still have a uh, vision that hasn't come to pass yet. I, I've been praying every night for clarity on it, and I still have not gotten that clarity. So, it's a supernatural, otherworldly type thing. And I wish that I could tell you more about it, but you definitely want to always um, err on the side of the Bible. You always want to compare things with what the Bible says. And, um, I mean, obviously Kenneth Hagen, Hagen has come to pass completely, and we are living that right now. Uh, another thing that he said was that it looked dark and bleak, but that that a ball of fire from heaven came down because the Lord had to do a, a big work, a big spiritual work and set men's tongues on fire before Jesus could return. And I believe that's exactly what is happening now. I believe that the Lord is calling men to rise up and speak truth and, and women too. I, I believe I'm counted amongst those who will bring truth and knowledge to people who are hungry for truth and knowledge and hope in these days. Um, it's just incredible to see what is going on spiritually in this time. And I know that a lot of people just need to be completely wrung out and depleted and scared before they will turn to the Lord. And I was one of those people. So uh, let me segue into Pastor Dana's latest dream. Um, I remember when I first saw his first dream. And there, uh, please look him up. There are things from, um, things predicted October, November, December, and he predicted the coin shortage. I'm not sure if I said that before. So let me play a little bit of him. I don't want to get too far into it. I really encourage you guys to check him out. It's D-A-N-A, Coverstone, C-O-V-E-R-S-T-O-N-E, and here we go. Hey guys, real quick note, I wanted to make a correction. I actually discovered a new dream from Dana Coverstone just this morning. So the assassination attempts on Trump were the previous dream prior to September 8th when he posted the one I'm actually going to show you is about Lady Liberty, which I think is more appropriate um, considering what uh, Carl, I'm sorry, Kenneth Hagen was shown by the Lord in regards to liberties and freedoms. So um, please bear with me. It will sound a little bit like a repeat when I go into the next segment because I do give a little bit of an intro, but it is slightly different. So I apologize. Thank you guys for your patience. Okay, so the next segment is Pastor Dana Coverstone. Now, Dana Coverstone has predicted the pandemic and the coin shortage. He has more prophecies coming up for October, November, December, January. However, this is his latest dream because I really want you guys to go and look into it yourselves. Um, I know that a lot of people don't like his dreams because they are not um, beacons of hope. They are concerning, they are disturbing, but I would also like to say that the prophets of the Old Testament, like Ezekiel and Isaiah, came and preached doom and gloom unless the land repented. All of the people in the land repented. They called for prayer. They called for repentance. They called for um, completely forsaking the evil things that got that land into the dark and hopeless place that it was in the first place. And in America, we are there right now. And... <clears throat> 
I mean, you can see it with what is going on in our country with this communistic movement spreading hate and violence and darkness and stress and fear, <clears throat> coupled with the pandemic. Um, famines are just around the corner, and um, so are our financial issues that will be coming here pretty soon. And I'm not a prophet. That's just um, fact. If you if you look at the um, if you just if you just look the natural disasters and this pandemic and the shutdown it's all going to have repercussions and a ripple effect and we are close enough to the beginning of this pandemic to not really see the long-term ripple effects but they are coming and also with this communistic marxist movement people are ripping down statues and going against the, our freedoms and our liberties and the Bill of Rights. So I'm going to play Pastor Dana Coverstone's dream right now. I believe it was September 8th. He posted it on September 9th. And uh, I really encourage you to look up his other dreams and to ask the Lord for meaning and um, discernment as to how he wants you to handle um, your life after seeing what you see in these dreams. So here we go. Hey, Pastor Dana Coverstone, it is uh, Tuesday, September 8th. Last night on uh, Monday the 7th of September, had a dream that has probably troubled me more than any of the dreams that I've had. Um, I'm an American. I love this country. I've traveled to 43 countries. And uh, we have a heritage. We have a a country that stood as a beacon of hope and light, even financial support for a lot of the nations. Um, this one got me last night. Saw a Statue of Liberty proudly standing in the harbor outside of New York, lighting the nations in freedom. I saw the sky suddenly darkened. Strong waves began to crash against the shore with a very, very fierce intensity, almost hurricane, tsunami-like force, uh, tropical storm-type force. And there were boats, and they had men in them, and they were out in the storm trying to breach the island on which she stood. They were fighting the waves as well, but they were actually kind of working with the waves. And uh, they were trying to get the lady, but the storm was so severe they could not, even though the storm and them seemed to be looking into, you know, the, working together, so to speak. I saw the torch in her hand, it was flashing, being struck by lightning, pieces of rock and debris were being thrown at her with brute force. And she was, even though she had her torch, she was an immovable statue. I, I saw her watching and looking around about her to kind of see where the, where the attacks were coming from. So she knew they were there, but she would not move. Feet were stuck on that pedestal. The rocks and the stuff, the debris that was being thrown at her had caused some gashes, had caused some cuts on her neck, round about her heart. I could see there was blood coming out. Like she, not as had been shot, but something had, had tried, like the, the, the debris in the rocket either pierced her or had left a jagged edge and, and cut something. I saw that three of the spines on the, thing, the crown on her head, I don't think necessarily it's a crown, but it has some spines that were pointing out, three of them. Three of those spines on her crown had been broken off and was leaving a very, very jagged edge. And the right torch hand kept dropping to secure the, 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 the tablet with the Declaration of Independence July 4th of that year had been pinned on. She, she, she would drop her hand and kind of do this to keep, to keep the book in, her pla in its place. She was struggling to keep her footing almost slipping off the pedestal, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't move. She would not move. And also there's this huge volley of trash and debris, just junk, hit her directly in the face and she stepped back off the pedestal when she fell because of the force of this hit her right in the face. She still held on to the torch and she still held on to the declarations, uh, you know, uh, Dateline on her on the on the on the book, but that light that that torch just kept flickering, 
like a light about to go out. The declaration that was in her left hand, or left arm, it was cracked, and there were large chips and pieces falling off of it. I kept seeing Liberty trying to reach out with her hand while she holds it and grabbing the pieces, but they wouldn't stick. She was crying. Liberty was crying. She was weeping. She was... She was fighting to keep her dignity. She was trying to you know, to get the pieces of what she had held on to, but you was, it was obvious she knew that she was in a battle that was fighting her and defeating her. And she was desperate trying to hold on. You could see the fierceness in her face. She was trying to what fight and win. Was it coming through? And then the boats appeared with the men, and they threw ropes around her arms and her legs and kept trying to bring her to the ground. And they pulled and, and pulled in tandem, and finally she fell to her knees. It was almost like Gulliver's Travels when the giant gets, gets knocked over. They were throwing herself around. But she was still got the light. She still has the, the horse in her, in her fists, her right hand, and she's trying to hold that book what's left of it in, in her left, left hand. They were hammering away with like pry tools at the Declaration, trying to get the days off. So July 4th. They're trying to pry those those numbers and those letters off. And they were using cutting tools to remove the torch. They kept trying to, to, to just rip it, jerk it out of her hand, and she just kept holding on and holding on and holding on. And because she fought them so hard, they finally just began to cut off her hand. tied her other hand behind her back and the men began rolling her in ropes and she was yelling for help she was crying out it wasn't a desperate cry it was it was it was a cry for those who were listening to come to her defense all those nations that that she had helped for so many years and nobody would come and they took a, a large banner of fabric it was black and smoky gray kind of all together black and smoky gray banner of fabric and they cover her face with it they just kept wrapping and wrapping almost like a mummy would think they just kept wrapping and wrapping and wrapping until you couldn't you barely see her eyes and the jagged spines of of some of the crime of the, the crown they took an anchor chain and they wrapped it around her neck, her neck, and they asked her if she had any last words. Her eyes weren't fearful, they were feisty. They were fitful. There was this angry resolve in her face that she said nothing. That chain was tied to a boat, and the boat began to drag her off of Liberty Island and out into the harbor. When they got over to the sea, the boat began to pull very quickly. Her arms were down to her side, her legs were tied, and she was just kind of rolling, spinning. As the boat pulled, the boat kept going faster and faster. It was almost like a ski boat was pulling her. She kept twisting back and forth that she was being pulled by the, by the boat and eventually lost all the strength that she had. The banner had come off of her mouth, but she wasn't saying anything. The boat slowed. And then the boat kind of looked back to see how where she was, and they reversed the boat. They reversed the boat and went backwards. And ran over her. See that body bouncing and bleeding in the harbor. She took a breath and she went under. She came back up a minute later, and then she did the same thing again. 
she came up the next time the boat accelerated forward. Hit her square on the face. As she went down. The boat began to circle the area. After it hit her. She never came back up. She never came back up. At least alive. She floated back up the back. Her back was to the top. Torch hand was gone. The other arm was tied behind her back. It was a thunderous clap. Brilliant lightning strike. And the storm just raged all around the harbor. And I saw the men on that boat. It's a loose group of men. Someone was throwing them pieces of silver, not in a bag, just loose pieces of silver were being thrown at the men. And they began to pick them up, kind of fight, almost fighting over them feverishly. Picked them up, gripped them with their fists, put them in their pockets. Sat down in the seat, drove away. Almost like, okay, our job here is done. This one got me. The others, the dreams always get me, but this one got me because this is America's land I love. I know what the Statue of Liberty stands for. But, uh, I love our country. Travel enough to know that we've got it. We got a lot of good here. I know what most Americans think about this country, I, but I also know that a lot of people, they hate it. And don't even really know why they hate it. And that's, I'm talking about the protests and, and the defund the police groups and any movement that wants to shred the Constitution. And I, I may get a little political here and I don't care. I, what I saw, what I saw has impacted me last night. I lost a lot of sleep last night. I woke up about 2.15. I've been able to get to sleep ever since. The dream going through my mind very, very much. Believers, we need to pray for our country. We know events that can't last forever. I know that. You know that. We all know that. My hope, my, my prayer was that this nation would last long after me so that my kids and my grandkids would understand how much this country has done for people, its people, and for the nations and for those that come. But I ask you to pray for America. Ask you to pray for elected officials. Silver at the end of the dream tells me something. Somebody is paying to see her go down. Pastor Dana Coverstone's Lady Liberty dream is, um, disturbing and and prophetic but it's also it's what's happening in real time because of this communistic movement against everything that this country was founded on and it it ties in again with Kenneth Hagin's vision from the Lord about the communistic atheistic movement from a dark hand or maybe a dark fist clouding the nation and its judgment. Isaiah 21 verse 6 says, This is what the Lord says to me. Go, post a lookout, and have him report what he sees. When he sees chariots with teams of horses, riders on donkeys or riders on camels, let him be alert, fully alert. And the lookout shouted, Day after day, my lord, I stand on the watchtower. Every night I stay at my post. Look, here comes a man in a chariot with a team of horses, and he gives back the answer. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the images of its gods lie shattered on the ground. O my people, crushed on the threshing floor, I tell you what I have heard from the Lord Almighty, from the God of Israel. An oracle concerning Dumas. 
Someone calls to me from Sierra. Watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? The watchman replies, morning is coming, but also the night. I feel like we know as Christians that morning is coming, and that is the day that we go back to be with the Lord in heaven. But also the night has to come at the same time, because in order for all of the prophecy of revelation to be fulfilled our world does need to get darker but please take heart because as dark as the world gets it just will make our lives look brighter in contrast so please you guys um just like the the kenneth hagan prophecy where the lord says look to your text that is our Bible. That is our word. Look to your text. Joel 2.28 says that just before the day of the Lord, that God will pour out his spirit. And, and that ties in with, you know, men's heads and tongues becoming on fire. It says in Joel 2.28, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Dana Coverstone. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Verse 30. And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You guys, with all of these fires, with all of these riots, with all of the the sun, the sun is literally darker today because of all the wildfires in California and Washington and Oregon. I know that it must have been darker in Australia during their great fire. I know that in Beirut, because of that explosion, their days were darker. The Lord is coming soon, and we must be telling people because Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We want to be speaking hope into our brothers and sisters' lives. We are to be watchmen. The signs of the times are so glaringly evident to me. And some people just don't see it because they're not in their word. And they're not spending time with God. They're not spending time in prayer. And so we are blessed to have these prophets and these pastors who are calling us to go out and speak and and call people to repentance. And if you need repentance in your life, I I hope and pray that you'll just get on your knees and ask the Lord for forgiveness and change to come over your heart. Um, Change so great that the people that see you on a daily basis will see and know that there has been a change and ask you how you were changed and that you will be able to say it was Jesus, it was the Holy Spirit, it was God. I understand that a lot of people are wary about prophecy and um, rightly so. There are some very, very strange people out there and... um, I myself, like I said, I, I do get prophetic words from the Lord often. Um, well, not, not super often, but several times a year in the last few years. And um, sometimes it's just for my personal knowledge. And then sometimes, uh, like the vision that I'm praying for interpretation on right now is um, for the masses. But I have not gotten that clarity yet, so I will not speak on it until that happens and um it's such a a strange thing and i i commend pastor dana coverstone for his bravery to go on record and go public with his dreams um and pastor kim clement 
I know that he and, and Kenneth Hagin were kind of um, showy about it. And I don't know, it says in the Bible that love is, is not puffed up, but that just might be their their culture and the way that preachers spoke back then or the way that they learned to speak from their preachers. So it's good not to be judgmental and just, you know, if this whole topic makes you uncomfortable, just wait and see. Um, there are things that people do get mixed up. There are things that that do happen that um, don't go directly along with prophecy. For example, I'll, I'll put myself out there on the line. When I was pregnant with my last child, um, the Lord gave me a vision and I saw a baby with a brown mohawk and blue eyes. And so I was convinced that I was having a boy. And my daughter (laughs) came out and sure enough she did have a brown mohawk and blue eyes but um, I just assumed that she was a boy because of the brown mohawk in the vision so you know the Lord may not reveal all details to us and um, things may may not make sense at first or you might think that Uh, a part of a vision or a dream means one thing and it actually takes on a whole different meaning so it is always good to err on the side of caution and a very uh, wise woman once told me that usually prophecy is not meant for the masses it's usually something that the Lord shows you personally so that you will go on one path versus another or so that you will recognize something that he wants you to do as it comes up so with prophecy, you always want to err on the side of caution. That is a lesson that I learned hard um, just this this last year because I was convinced. I told everybody we were having a boy and, and it was a girl. So um, even though God may show you something, he may not show you all of it. And he usually does not. And that's why there's a lot of symbolism in prophecies too. So please take all of this with a, a grain of salt and um, just know that the Lord's Spirit is being poured out. So if you think that you might have a gift of prophecy, please pray about it and um, just ask the Lord to show you because no one else can. Um, And then it's also good to not brag about that gift because God can take it away as soon as he gives it to you. And if you're going to be using it for personal gain or personal glory or money, he 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 knows your heart and you want to be honoring the lord and giving god the glory for those prophetic visions or dreams and always point people to to god and and give him glory for all things all gifts that he gives you and um you know there are, there are gifts that freak people out like the gift of tongues the gift of tongues, I know, is a real thing. My grandmother has it, but it still kind of freaks me out a little bit because it's so foreign to me. But then on the same breath, I know that that prophecy, the prophecy that I've had um, the Lord be so gracious to give me in my life, freaks other people out. So it's uh, it's good to just go to the Lord and and thank him for whatever he is giving you and if he puts the desire to pray for the gift of tongues or the gift of prophecy on your on your heart then do it but if it is not something that the Lord is putting on your heart don't just go and and pray for it just for personal gain that is the Lord knows the intents of the heart and um it's always always important to examine your motives before asking for anything of the Lord um he does say if you ask amiss that he will not give so anyway you guys that's our our message for today and um i really again suggest looking up more of kim clement because he did predict 9-11 and i suggest looking up all of dana coverstone's dreams and asking the lord for clarity because i do believe that he has some um, important warnings for us as a nation but the most important warning of all of these prophecies and all of these dreams are that we need to repent and that we need to be speaking out the name of Jesus because um, as the world gets darker, like it says in, in Isaiah 21 verse 12, morning is coming, but also the night, which is why we need to be prayerful. 
So God bless you guys. Have a wonderful day. I hope that gives you a little more insight into prophecy as, as I know it. Um, and, and just do, do more research. It's such an interesting thing to look up. I love you. Jesus loves you. God bless you guys. Thank you.